1: I'm Angie Andrews of cheeseternercouch.com and this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com today, enter the promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your order and get to try some delicious new flavors of the best protein bar you'll ever get. I'm not joking when I say that, they're really good. Anyway, um, this is a special edition of the podcast where... I'm not just talking to you by myself. Um, What we're going to be playing today is the audio uh, from the interview that I did with Connor Newcomb of Locked on Orioles, Um, essentially just giving him the lowdown on, you know, how the Blue Jays are panning out. Talk about Nate Pearson, talk about Tanner Roark, talk about, you know, the Orioles losing, which is always fun and yeah i'm not gonna preamble too much into this just sit back and enjoy hearing someone other than me talk for the first time in a while
0: all right so we welcome in aj andrews into the podcast she is the host of locked on blue jays here on the locked on podcast network and aj first of all thank you so much for joining us uh, right now just minutes uh, after game one of this series has finished so i guess it's a little bit of a uh a mid-series preview of the Blue Jays.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to preview the eventual series victory, I mean, I I'm feeling pretty confident after tonight, and I have not been able to say that a lot about the Blue Jays this season, so I'm gonna take it while I can get at it, Connor. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, well, we you know we've talked about the game on this episode, but uh, obviously a seven to two win. For Toronto to open this series, they are now eight and eleven on the season. Um, Hyunjin Ryu, he, he was really good six innings uh, tonight for him. He he had everything working. Obviously, not a guy that's going to overpower you, but did have three strikeouts, just the one run, and and he was the the big addition for Toronto in free agency this year. And it, and it seems like so far so good for him in a Blue Jays uniform.
1: Well he's definitely getting more comfortable. That's the main thing. Um his first two starts were kind kinda iffy. Uh he was struggling with his command early, but then again, a lot of people are struggling with command uh in this in this weird season that we're in. So it took him a bit of time just to just to get his feel back, but the past two starts he has gone out and looked like the Hyunjin Ryu that was worth $20 million a year. Especially tonight, he had, um, I think it was 11 ground balls and no flyouts, uh, against that Orioles team. And that's exactly what you want to see out of Ryu. So it's nice to see him, like, start to find that form and just put a lot of Lee J's minds at ease.
0: Yeah, he he came in and, and shut down an offense that's second in the league in batting average, an offense that had just hit three home runs against Max Scherzer the day before and and Ryu shuts him down um and and yeah. and gets the win for tonight. And on the offensive side for the Blue Jays, such a weird start, uh, which we've talked about for Alex Cobb tonight. Um, he gives up the four runs, you know, all the infield hits and then the home run in the third, and then gives up the one more in the seventh. Um, but it was Randall Grichik who delivers the big blow, the three run homer in the third. He continues to just torment the Orioles. And I think what's most scary is, you know, you're an Orioles fan, so you're looking around and you're thinking, you know, all right, who's gonna beat up the O's for the next ten years? Will it be Vladdy? Will it be Vigio Will it be Bichette Turns out, uh, it's gonna be Gritchuk, uh, which which even hurts a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna say I was surprised, um, you know, identified him instead of Vladdy or Cavan to start just 'cause uh Kevin did hit you up for a cycle last year, and he he seems to like hitting in Camden as well um but yeah, that was that was the kind of night that the Blue Jays needed out of a guy like Randall Gritchck, especially with boba shut out um we did get word that it is a knee nice sprain for him, so. Hopefully he'll be back at the end of the 10 days on the IL, but they're going to take it day by day. So someone had to step up. So it's not just Teoscar Hernandez home runs powering this offense. And um, that that infield run, they were able to scrape together off Cobb. I still don't know how they truly managed it, given that this Blue Jays team does not seem to be able to score without the ball leaving the yard. But it was a big hit for Randall Grichuk, and we haven't seen a lot of those for the Blue Jays, um, getting those kind of hits with runners on base, with runners in scoring position, and and really making it hurt. And unfortunately for Alex Cobb, that, that was pretty much all she wrote at that point because the way Ryu was pitching, you weren't getting anything off him.
0: Yeah, the Orioles, they really did seem lucky to get one off Ryu tonight and then obviously got the one more in the ninth in the seven to two loss, but you mentioned Bo Bichette, and Orioles fans obviously noticed uh, he was not in the lineup tonight. He is on the injured list. Uh, you mentioned kind of the diagnosis diagnosis that they've gotten so far, um, but we saw Joe Panic in there at shortstop tonight. Uh, we know Brandon Drury is on this team as well. So, so of the options, you know, who do you think um, can fill in and at least do a do an average job of filling in for Bichette while he's out?
1: Well, I'd like to see Santiago Espinal get the run there. Um, he was the one who at, who was added to the roster in place of Bo Bichette. And he's, he's obviously got a lot more potential than the likes of Joe Panic and Brandon Drury. But Panic is a steady hand who's very well liked in the clubhouse. He brings a lot of experience, uh, from those World Series winning Giants teams. So. He's a very welcome presence. I think Charlie Montoya is going to give him the same amount of runway that he gave Eric Sogard last season. And Espinal would obviously get his starts. And then Drury's like a last resort kind of guy. Cause that's, that's what Brandon Drury is at this point in his career. He's a last resort. Well, <laughs> if he, and if he doesn't want me to say that, hit better than 111.
0: Yeah, he did. He did come in uh, as a pinch hitter in this game. Rowdy Telez going down. Obviously, we we hope he's okay. A little collision with Renato Nunez. Um, but but Drury may may be in the lineup to uh tomorrow on Tuesday with the lefty Wade LeBlanc in there for the Orioles. But I want to talk about uh, the Blue Jays starting pitcher, and that's Nate Pearson. He's gonna go for the Blue Jays uh in game two of this series. Pearson uh, a young kid who a lot of people are excited about. Uh, one of the best pitching prospects in baseball. Three starts so far in a 5.11 ERA. Uh, what's it been like so far to to watch Pearson early in his career?
1: Um, well, first, I'm surprised you don't want to talk about former Blue Jays farmhand, Wade LeBlanc. <laughs> um, but yeah Nate pearson was was the guy everyone was looking at at the start of the season just you know he was he was the one coming up this year he was he was the guy who was gonna help the Blue Jays make that next leap and much like Vladimir Guerrero jr, it's been a bit of a struggle to start um especially in his last outing uh like he was he was just all over the place he could not really hone in um uh, against the Marlins. So it's been a a major learning process watching him try and work through um what he has to do to be able to get major league batters out and we know he he styles himself more as a pitcher. Everyone thinks of him as the guy who can touch 104 on the radar gun, but he's much more comfortable sticking around 98, 99 and using his fastball in a mix with the rest of his pitches with his breaking stuff, with his change up. So he's still trying to work out the best way to do that at the major league level. And that's why you see the ERA above five, but he, the stuff is there. We have seen the stuff. We know, we know it's there. It's just gotta, it's gotta be worked on a little bit so it can come out more often as opposed to just in in spurts and glimmers and there's hope that he can actually do that and you know use this season as a learning experience to help him really take that next step in 2021 and 2022 hey just cutting back in to remind you that this episode is brought to you by built bar the best tasting protein bar ever new and improved built bar is even deliciouser That's a word, right? I'm an English major. I can make it a word. Anyway, you have 18 amazing flavors for you to choose from, from classics such as salted caramel, toffee almond, and German chocolate, to new ones such as caramel brownie, carrot cake, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Oh, so good. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They melt in your mouth. They're delicious and they're healthy for you. They help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great if you're doing a keto diet thing. I couldn't do that, but you do you and know that you are getting a bar that will not top 180 calories or five grams of sugar or five grams of net carbs so indulge enjoy go to builtbar.com get a free cooler when you purchase uh your next set of built bars and use the promo code LockedOn and you'll get ten dollars off your next order. So what are you waiting for? Get some of those delicious Built bars in your mouth. Go to boatbar.com today. Use that promo code LockedOn and enjoy losing weight.
0: You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Yeah, obviously he's just another guy to, to be excited about. And and really the one of the first ones on the pitching side. You know, we saw all the young hitters come up last year. Uh, but Pearson getting his shot in the rotation. And good to see And We'll get to see him tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, you know, comes the the guy who was the under the radar offseason signing uh, for the Blue Jays. Obviously picking up Ryu, who had such a great season last year in his final year with the Dodgers was the big news. Uh, but but the Blue Jays signed the veteran Tanner Roark as well, and he will start uh, the day game on Wednesday against Tommy Malone for the Orioles. And and Roark three starts, uh, a six ERA. His numbers are actually very similar, uh, surprisingly, to what Pearson's are um, right now, just struggling a little bit more than Pearson is. Um, but, you know, Roark at age 33, does he look like anything better than a, than a four or five starter at this point with the Blue Jays?
1: No. And he has, he has not even looked at at times. He's really been struggling with his control, um, since that first start he had where, where it seemed like, you know, he had things figured out. Um, just the, the two starts since the, the kind of forced all-star break that the Blue Jays had with the, uh, cancellation of the Phillies series. i work just be off. Like, um, Like, he's, he was missing pitches in, um, in his first start back, which, you know, makes it a lot easier. We saw that with Ryu actually in his first start. He was missing on a lot of pitches in. So, batters were able to zone in on that outer portion of the plate and just square him up. Um, and then in his last outing against the Rays, he was missing all his pitches up. So, he's still having problems finding the strike zone right now. And I mean, if you're supposed to be an innings eater kind of guy, you have to be able to make your pitches. And and so far he's, he's been hovering about um, uh, on the season 5% on his strikes. And that's, that's with the start he had against Washington in there when he was, he was so on. He had those five strikeouts and five innings then, but it's It's been tough to watch, and he's going to be in a battle with Chase Anderson and Trent Thornton to keep the spot in the rotation. Um, I know with the Blue Jays not having an off day for the next three weeks, there will be plenty of innings to go around. But you know, a guy like Roark, who has fashioned himself as a major league starter, I'm not sure if he would take being asked to be a piggyback guy, to let Thornton go for three or four innings and then come in after him. Maybe Chase Anderson automatically drifts in that role since Chase can't seem to pitch more than three innings. But um, it's it's been a rocky start for Tanner Roark. And if the Blue Jays decide they're sellers at the trade deadline, he could be a piece that gets offered up.
0: And so the last thing for you, AJ, before we let you go, we saw a little bit of that Blue Jay bullpen tonight. Um, and we know it's been a little bit of an issue because Ken Giles, who obviously came in as the closer, is on the injured list. Now Anthony Bass has has had the only three saves uh in the post Giles time of this season, but he he pitched the eighth in a in a five to one game tonight. So, you know, has there been a little change in the closer role? And and who would we expect to see, you know, say it's a one run game in the ninth inning tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, and that's why it was a little interesting to see Delise and then Bass come out um, in a four-run game, as as you said. But yeah, the reason why you saw those two is because Jordan Romano's essentially taken over the ninth while uh, Ken Giles is out on the injured list. Romano's been lights out. The home run he gave up to Brandon Lau on Sunday was the first run he gave up all season. First extra base hit. He's given up all season. So that 96 ERA is playing very well. And it, it's just an easy combination. It's actually a similar combination to Giles. He's just working his fastball and he's working his slider. And that slider has been a nasty pitch to try and deal with this season. And that's why Romano has the most confidence out of anyone in that Blue Jays bullpen um, with second maybe... Ryan Berucki, just the way he's been pitching out of the pen. And then Deleese, the way he started to come on as he's gotten reacquainted with Major League Ball after those years in Japan, was probably third. But they wanted to get Bass in for sure because he was unavailable yesterday because of back issues. Looked fine tonight. So it's a good sign for the WJS bullpen going forward. And I will feel sorry for you if you have to deal with Jordan Romano today.
0: Yeah, the hope is that the Orioles are leading uh, late in these next two two games and don't have to see uh, the new Toronto closer Romano who again as you said has been fantastic. But AJ, thank you so much for joining us, you know, mid-series here. As the the Blue Jays took game 1, uh, we'll see how this series pans out between the teams currently in third and fourth uh in the AL East, but but thanks again for for taking some time today.
1: No problem. Happy to come back anytime, especially after a Blue Jays win, because then I'm in a much better mood. And I hope to maintain that mood throughout this week of Locked On Blue Jays episodes. Tomorrow, we will be talking about tonight's game in Baltimore. We'll be talking about the Julian Merriweather move. Um, If he makes his debut, that'll be fun. We'll just discuss him and, you know, how we can finally put Josh Donaldson behind us. Because he actually got someone that played at the major league level. Um, So check in tomorrow for my thoughts on that. Uh, I'll probably have some during the game. So if you want to catch up on those, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but a necessary evil. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Jays on Twitter and Facebook. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. However, you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make you do- make sure you don't miss an episode and catch hilarious flubs like that one. And thank you to Connor Newcomb of Locked On Orioles for allowing me to just talk and talk for a bit. Um, you can check him out at Locked On Orioles. And yeah, we will be back tomorrow. So until then, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at com, I'm A.G. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.